We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're going to get into a little bit of high school recruiting talk next. Start talking about the all-star game circuit for the Notre Dame commits in the 2023 class. So, Sean, the first one I want to talk about is one is an all-star game that I will be at in January. January 7th, the All-American Bowl, which I believe was the U.S. Army game that is now called the All-American Bowl, will be played in San Antonio, Texas. I will be heading out there on January 2nd and staying throughout the game. So I'll be out there to cover all the recruits Notre Dame has in the game. As of right now, Notre Dame has a lot of guys in that game. That's the game that is most heavily Irish out of the, out of the two main bowl, uh, all-star games. So on the East team, Brendan Vernon will be there. Defensive end, 2023 out of mentor in the state of Ohio. Bubakar Traore out of Catholic Memorial in the state of Massachusetts, defensive end. Drake Bowen, our own Drake Bowen, and out of Andrean High School in the state of Indiana, will be in attendance on the East Squad at the Old American Bowl, as will Adon Schuler, safety out of Irvington High School in New Jersey. On the west side, Sean, we got Kenny Minchie, quarterback out of the state of Tennessee, Pope John Paul. We have Rico Flores, who is in the game out of Folsom High School, although Rico will not be able to play in this football game due to the foot injury that he suffered during the playoffs. Charles Jagasaw, offensive tackle out of Alleman High School in the state of Illinois, will be on the West Squad, as well as Micah Bell, cornerback out of Kincaid School in the state of Texas. So we have, in totality, we have eight players, four on each side, that will be in San Antonio, Sean. So I want to start with the East Squad. Again, that is Brandon Vernon. Bubakar Traore, Drake Bowen, and Adon Schuller. I want to talk about some storylines and some things that we're excited to see that week, Sean. Obviously, I'm really excited to get out there and, uh, and uh, you know, kind of evaluate how the players look against some of the best in all of high school football in the 2023 class. So, But for me, Sean, I think the first thing I'm looking forward to and something that I think we need to talk about is the defensive ends that'll be there, right? Brandon Vernon and Bubakar Traore. I think it's a great opportunity in an all-star game circuit and that atmosphere 
for guys like Brandon Vernon, who plays in a system at Mentor High School that doesn't ask him to pin his ears back and go a ton, right? He's as he's played two gap in a ton, playing the run, more of a contained player. In the in the practices, there's going to be one-on-one opportunities for Brandon Vernon to peel his ear back and just go, pin his ears back. Bubakar Traore is another kid that he was banged up a little bit this year, and we have not heard that he's – We've heard no reports that he is not going to be a participant in practice. So as of right now, we have two raw pass rushers that are both incredibly talented, incredibly long. Brandon Vernon, 6'5", 275. Bubacar Traore, 6'4", 250 plus with a 80-inch wingspan reported. They get an opportunity to go one versus one in some of these pass rush reps, Sean. And I'm excited personally to see what they can do in those one-on-one opportunities. How refined are their hands? What do they look like when they are attack-style players? We get to see the defensive line in the 2023 class and just see what natural ability they have to get after the passer. I think that's going to be my main takeaway from the from the week and something I really want to see in San Antonio. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan, that is one of the cool things about this 23 class, right? Especially along the defensive line. There is talent there. There is raw talent there. But once again, this goes to the ability to be able to develop and bring out the best of this talent, right? The Bubakar, I know you're going to be extremely excited to watch this kid, right? With the limited experience he has on field, being able to match up against some of the best players around the country and see where he sits right now, that's going to be intriguing. And look, I'm jealous because I, you know, you're probably the better man to be down there because I wouldn't do anything but like follow Kenny Minchie around. I wouldn't get any other work done, bro. <laughs> you're probably the better person to go down there because I'd probably be like this behind Kenny Minchie at every drill, every conference, whatever he's doing. Like, man, let me find out what makes this guy tick and what Notre Dame has coming in in January. But no, uh, 
the defensive line, and just the overall talent. Like you mentioned, eight guys. Like as much as we want to lament the 23 class, they have eight guys that we're covering. When we and one all-star there. game. And just and one. one all, just one. Just one. Yeah. So, look, the cupboard is not bare at all mm-hmm. when it comes to this 23 class. The talent that they have coming in uh, along the defensive line, I would venture to say I'm interested in seeing Vernon, how he moves, and what they're really going to ask of him. Yeah. Right? This is one thing to watch a young man on film. Now, like you said, technique, hands, leveraging, all of that. Like, if he's elite at that level now, or if he has really good hands now, without being coached and without Matt Bayless adding to him and building him up and making that base stronger, you can pretty much forecast how good he's going to be. So I'm going to be very interested in hearing from you when we come back next Monday have your ideas or your thoughts or when we come back after the actual game in the week, have you changed your forecast on some of these kids? Yeah. Based upon seeing them up close and personal. Like maybe you had a certain grade on them. Has that grade increased now Mm -hmm. from watching them up close and personal? That's going to be interesting to get into after these games. No doubt. No doubt. And that that's a, that's what I'm really – because it's a different environment that they're used to, right? And it's a environment where they're going to be against players that are on equal level with them. And that's also why I'm interested to see Drake Bowen and Don Schuler on that east side too, Sean, because I feel like those are two players more than maybe anyone in the class for Notre Dame that have been so unfairly pushed down recruiting rankings for no reason at all. I mean – Don Schuler had 103 tackles this year, three interceptions, was a really impactful player on offense when he was needed as well. Yet there's recruiting rankings that dropped him completely out of their top 250. I, I, I don't understand it. And then Drake Bowen wins the Buckus Award. He wins Mr. Football in the state of Indiana, and yet he is continuing to fall down recruiting rankings. And I'm interested to see both of those guys because, one, Drake Bowen, I think, has an opportunity to show everyone like, I don't care where you play high school football, man. I don't care if I'm in Indiana and some of you folks playing Florida and Texas and Georgia and, and whatnot. Drake Bowen won the Buckus Award winner, Buckus Award for a reason. He has a chance to show his traits and his talents against the other great linebackers we be at this game, other great offensive players one-on-one at this game. So I think Drake has a big opportunity to showcase himself in that regard. Don Schuler is going to be a player – that is, I mean, we talked about his traits, right? He's super physical, downhill, aggressive, can do a little bit of everything on the on the back end for a defense. And he now has an opportunity to show, because I think there is a stigma about him, that he's a strong safety type, he's a box safety type. Like there's a there's a there's an impression that people have painted of Adon Short that I think is unfair, because I think Adon is a much better athlete than maybe he's given credit for, but he's gonna be out there against some of the top wide receivers in the class, against some of the tight ends, running backs. He's going to be able to show his chops and pass coverage during seven-on-seven opportunities, during one-on-ones in the game, obviously. So you get to see Drake Bowen. You get to see Adon Schuler in space a little bit during that game. I think that's going to be a big opportunity. But, Sean, we'd be lying if we didn't, when we went over to the West squad, and you already mentioned it you know, a little bit, we get to see Kenny Minchie in this game, Sean. We get to see Kenny Minchie, who was on the West Side for the uh, for the All American Bowl, 
Interesting enough, Sean, and I want to spend a little time talking about this. On his side of the bracket, he's going to be with Austin Novosad, who Notre Dame fans remember. He was at he was a Baylor commit. Notre Dame tried to flip him. He stayed firm with Baylor. Then he just flipped to Oregon late with Dante Moore flipping from Oregon to UCLA in the quarterback carousel, hot, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's like it's just wilds, absolute wilds. So Austin Novosad will be on his team, as will Pierce Clarkson, who's committed to Louisville. Doesn't have much of a conversation piece there from Notre Dame. There's no Notre Dame relevance. But on the other side, there is Notre Dame relevance. Because on the east side for quarterbacks, you have Dante Moore, who's going to be on that side. Christopher Vizina, quarterback committed to the University of Clemson, who Notre Dame fans know because Notre Dame uh, recruited him for a while. And they also have Eli Holstein on that side as well. But you have Dante Moore, Christopher Vizina, Austin Novoset, all guys that Notre Dame had recruited at one point. And you have Kenny Minchie, who ultimately ended up being the quarterback of the 2023 class. I think this is fun, Sean, because like you said, not even really just walking around and just seeing what makes what makes Kenny Minchie tick and what makes him special and how he reacts to certain situations and things going right, things going wrong, all that those nuances that make quarterbacks successful. We also get to test him a little bit eye-to-eye with guys like Dante Moore, with Christopher Vizina, with Austin Novoset, I think it's a great comparison that we'll be able to make during that week. I'm interested. See, this is why I'm jealous, man, because you're going to get to watch his mannerisms, how he operates, how he moves around other great players. How is he like in the huddle? Does he command the huddle? That's, I, I, that's what I really want to know. Like, we watch the film. We know his pre-snap anticipation is fantastic. We know his early reads and his accuracy and his ball, his touch, how he can change the throw depending upon the situation. He can zip it in there. He put a little loft on there. Like he, And at that age, that's rare to find quarterbacks that can do that. So we know how special he is in those physical areas. But I want to know, like, as a leader and mentally, like, who this kid is. Like, just watch his vibe. And he, he comes, man, his mom is an absolute sweetheart. I mean, she's an absolute sweetheart. Comes from a great family. Uh, had a chance to talk to them last week. And, you know, his first game, This I give you a tidbit. The quarterback who started the first game he ever went to, first Notre game he ever went to, was the 2014 Music City Bowl. Mm. Do you know? Do you know him personally, Sean? You know him personally? Oh, that quarterback who started. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of know him personally. <laughs> so uh, that gives you a little background. Like this, this is no joke. When they say Notre Dame was tugging on his heart the entire mm-hmm. time that he was committed to Pitt. It's, it's the real deal. Yeah. So, you know, he's coming into this situation and he's an early enrollee. And what you see that week is what's going to transfer over to Notre Dame. <laughs> and yes. he started developing that young man. You know, I don't know how you feel, but I feel in order to be an elite program and really take that next step at Notre Dame, this kid needs to be ready to play. I didn't mm-hmm. say win a national championship. He needs to be ready to start a college football game by the end of his freshman year. Like yeah. that's those are the steps that he needs to make to be ready. Even if he doesn't play, he should be ready to play because uh-huh. that means he's going into the spring as a true competitor, as a right. starter, his sophomore year. Uh-huh. And so the, 
it all starts. It's all going to start with the analysis of uh, that dude right there. Yeah. Ryan Roberts is going to tell us all about him once he gets back. Well, Sean, it's it, that's a great point too because there's been a lot of great freshmen that weren't pressed into duty early. You know, you're talking about like the Jameis Winston's of the world, the Bryce Youngs, the CJ Shrouds, who went into their sophomore year and they were ready to go. You know, yeah. and make that transition. And it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna set up like that pretty perfectly for Kenny Menchie if he's able to be that guy, right? Because Notre Dame's gonna take a grad transfer most likely. Mm-hmm. most likely either him or Tyler Buckner are going to be the starter in, in 2023. Kenny Mitch is going to get an opportunity to sit back, develop, and become that guy. And then out of nowhere, man, you, then you get an opportunity to see if he's the real deal or not, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah man, I'm, I'm excited to see Kenny Minchie in person because the other thing too, Sean, is there's – it's like a little bit of a <laughs> – Look, it doesn't really matter when it ultimately when it, when it, it things ultimately hit the fan, right? But seeing him throw the football comparatively to guys like Austin Novosad, Dante Moore, Christopher Vizina, because I feel like there is this notion out there that Kenny Minchie's this not strong armed quarterback, which I disagree with a lot. I do, I do disagree with that, and kind of eyeball on him, you know, putting the eyeball test behind him. I think it's going to be really fascinating. So on the west side. He's going to have an opportunity to go throw against Austin Novosad and Pierce Clarkson. And then from one practice to the other, you're going to be able to compare him against guys like Dante Moore, Christopher Vizina, and, and Eli Holstein. So seeing him just in person, I think he's going to be able to tell the story because there's just some things that you can't tell on film, right? There's some things that you need to see firsthand. What's his command? What's his leadership you know, level? And, I mean, honestly, Sean, this might be an overrated thing in an all-star game, and people might think this is kind of silly, but – what is he like as a leader coming in in an all-star game setting with a bunch of guys that he doesn't know for the most part, right? Is Does he have that command? So, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just saw someone said, is Clarkson a 2024 quarterback? No, Pierce Clarkson is the quarterback from uh, St. John Bosco. Yes, he's from St. John Bosco. He is going to Louisville this year. So he is a 2023 quarterback. So that's going to be fun to watch. And then the other two guys that we'll keep, keep an eyes on, Sean, like I said, Rico Flores is going. To, it's not going to be available, I believe, during this week, barring some miraculous, <laughs> miraculous uh, get back from health with the uh, with the foot injury that caused him the yeah. latter portion of the playoffs. But you have Charles Jackasaw, yes, Mr. Miyagi with his hands rubbing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> love it, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, uh, now, I'm, now I'm getting sidetracked, Sean. Now I'm thinking about like Cobra Kai and and, and all the type of stuff. You're the worst right now, man. You're getting me preoccupied. <laughs> just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. But we got we got Charles Jagasaw, Sean, who is as of right now scheduled to participate in this game, and Micah Bell, cornerback. I'm excited for two different things, Sean. I'll let you comment on whichever one you would like to. So Charles Jagasaw for one has the opportunity in true pass sets to go one-on-one with a lot of talented pass rushers. You know, go look at the roster. There's a lot of really good pass rushers that are, are set to be in, in San Antonio. It's a really – it's a crazy roster this year. But Michael Bell as well is another guy I'm looking forward to because one thing that I have talked a little bit about and I talked about during the signing day show is that Micah Bell at Kincaid School was the best athlete on the field at every point, Right. So he was asked to be a punt returner. He was asked to be a kick returner. He was asked to be a 
running back. He was asked to be a corner. I'm excited to see him in this setting because he gets to just be a cornerback, Sean, and he gets to just show his skills there. So I don't know if there's if either one of those are ones that you want to comment, what you're looking forward to out of Charles Jagasaw and Micah Bell, but I'm excited personally to see Micah Bell get an opportunity to just be a cornerback for a week. Charles Jagasaw is a young man that has continued to grow. The junior film compared to the senior film, uh, we know about Harry Heastan, and now it's been established with talking and hearing from Sullivan Absher last week. I think every offensive line recruit in the 23 class had their film broken down <laughs> and given some tidbits to go into their senior season to work on. And Charles Jagasaw took that, you know, on his recruiting trip and man ran with it this season. I mean, you guys have talked about the jump that he made. The athleticism was always there. The feet, uh, he could have been a little bit better with his hands in his junior year. That's something that improved. And he's a two-way player, you know, so the tenacity. This is not somebody that's just, you know, a nice guy because he's a really nice kid, comes from a really beautiful family, but he really has a nasty side that comes from playing the defensive side of the ball and also from his wrestling where he's the heavyweight state championship in the state of Illinois. So when you talk about him, it's just about allowing himself to – be molded and continue to get better and finding out where they project him, right? Do they project him at left tackle? Do they project project him at right tackle? As I said before, you know, in the fall camp, Emil Wagner was the number two left tackle. You mm-hmm. know, so if he's gaining weight, you know, they have that cushion there behind Joe Alt to say, okay, we don't have to force it. We can put you at right tackle. Or if you're that darn good, heck, we can bring you in at right guard. Right, because we've heard about Billy Shrout kind of asserting himself in the yep. practices leading up to the bowl game. It seems like he's going to be that guy at left guard going into the next spring. And you love to hear these types of things from your young young players. Micah Bell is just flat out look. Uh, Al Golden is pretty stoic, has no facial expressions when he's talking to the media. Mm-hmm. The one time I heard him on National Sign, it saw him, shall I say, on National Sign Day, changes emotions is when he mentioned Christian Gray and Micah Bell. Like he admit, his face just lit up a little bit, like, yeah. And he was like, yo, these are guys, you know, he talked about Christian a little bit more as far as, you know, playing a little bit early. But he said Micah will also get a chance. But he was just excited about the overall impact that Micah Bell and his speed is going to have on the team. He mentioned that Brian Mason's going to love him getting them yeah. in the return game, get them a special team. So woof. it's one thing to watch someone run on TV, but to mm-hmm. actually sit there in person and watch them run, it's probably going to be very impressive to yeah. watch that young man run and to see him line up against some of the top receivers to see what he can do. Yeah. He'll, he'll solidify what we already think because we already know what we think of Christian Gray. Yep. But watching him play one position, if he plays well against those receivers, then you sit back and say, yeah, that's a top three, top four group of cornerbacks coming in the South being in the 23 class.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, I already think that, man. I think yeah. that, especially because they go to well to get, they go together so well too, Sean, because I mean, Christian's that long man-to-man corner who's got good zone instincts as well, but just like, just long everywhere, man. It makes plays on the ball. Micah Bell is that dude that could just turn and run with everyone. A little bit smaller, but he could play inside and out a little bit. I think Christian Gray and Micah Bell are going to be a tremendous tandem long-term for Notre Dame. So excited to see Micah Bell. I'm excited to get down to San Antonio again. That game is December 7th. And we'll have coverage all week leading up to the game as well as coverage during the game. Brian Driscoll will be, I believe, at the Under Armour game a little bit. That all, Under Armour All-American game is out in Orlando. I think we'll also have John Garcia Jr. that will be on on the uh, on the scene there as well to give a little bit of analysis because there's three football players committed to Notre Dame that will also be at that game, Sean. So we had eight players in San Antonio, three more players in Orlando for the Under Armour game. On Team Phantom, Jeremiah Love, star running back out of Christian Brothers in St. Louis, Missouri, will be there. And on the other side of Team Speed, they'll have Braylon James, wide receiver out of the state of Texas, Stony Point High School, former of Del Valley, formerly at Del Valley, excuse me, as a junior, will be there, as well as Jane Osbury out of University Lab in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So a few of the things that I'm excited for, Sean, I want you to come on any of them or all of them as things that you are excited about. Jeremiah Love showing the versatility during this game this week. I think it's going to be fun, right? The ability to run some routes out of the backfield, win in space. It's tough sometimes for running backs to really show their worth in all-star events because it's limited contact or in practice and all that great stuff. So the running instincts sometimes aren't always on full display, but a guy like Jeremiah Love who does so many good things in space and as a pass catcher, I think could really show out in Orlando. Jay Nosbury, I think is going to have an opportunity to show that he is just a modern fit into how the game is played today, man. He is about 6'1", 210, 215 pound linebacker, who really moves fluently in space, sideline to sideline speed. So in this game that is going to have, a, during the week, is going to have a lot of seven-on-seven seven and one-on-one on one opportunities. I think Jane Osbury has a chance to shine in those events. And then Braylon James. I mean, Sean, one thing we didn't talk about is Braylon James had a really nice season this year for Stony Points, had a best season of production he had as a high schooler in general. But quarterback play, he had some injuries at quarterback. He had some inconsistencies at the quarterbacks that were throwing him the football. I'm excited to see him with good quarterback play around him, man, to see him let loose a little bit and take the top off the defense. So Braylon James, Jaden Osbury, Jeremiah Love should be another nice showing in Orlando for the Under Armour game. 
Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with all three players. I am just like you hearing uh, Glenn James uh, talk about the limitations that were put on the offense because of the quarterback situation in high school there at Stony Point. Uh, I'm, I'm right with you. I'm looking forward to seeing him. High ceiling kid, very athletic, can go up and kick the ball, high point the ball, get the 50-50 balls, back shoulder, take the top off the defense. I want to see him be able to do all of that in the practices and in the game. Jeremiah Love is who he is. I feel like he is the most in the 23 class. I don't need insurance on him. Right? I know what I'm going to get. The reason you get insurance, right, is because just in case. There is no just in case with Jeremiah Love. He's a dude. And he's going to be a dude at Notre Dame. I don't need any insurance just in case he's not the dude. He's going to be a dude at Notre Dame. And Jay Nosberry, who, you know, I'm sure everyone knows how much Brian Driscoll loves this kid. But he is one of the most – I'm not sure. I think – I know I put him down for one of our guesses in the 23 class. I, but I thought of him as possibly being one of my picks as one of the most underrated guys in this class. I, I really did because I think I think Drake Bowen kind of overshadowed things because of who Drake Bowen was to this class. And you combine that with what he did on the football field, I would, that cast a large shadow at the yeah. linebacker position. And Preston Zinner was kind of like out on the East Coast – Really wasn't talked about. And then Jaden Osbury was just kind of like a shock that he left his school. High school is literally on the LSU campus. And the fact that he got out of SEC country was kind of a shock to a lot of fans. And let me tell you something. You're talking about a guy that can literally walk in and he might not have it on his jersey, but it's on his heart. He has a C on his heart the way he plays the game. He is a leader. He is a captain. And eventually he's going to have a C on his jersey at Notre Dame, in my opinion. So for me, I think he has a lot of qualities that have kind of been overshadowed that now he's the type of kid, Ryan, that's such a team first kid (laughs) that when you put him in an all-star type situation where he can finally go for his, He's going to make your eyes pop a little bit like, oh, I didn't know he could do that. Right. Oh, snap. I didn't. Oh, okay. Which goes back to the modern day football linebacker that you spoke about when you mentioned him. I think he has some things to show that people really don't even know that he has in his pocket or in his game. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. And I just want to put this out there real quick for the chat. Uh, unfortunately, I'm trying to follow along with uh, – Open of the conversation. Look, we, we can we know that we have open conversation to talk and you know have conversations back and forth. But I, if anybody starts getting disrespectful with my guy Antoine Johnson in the chat, I'm not gonna have it. So I'm gonna start blocking some people for five minutes or so. Um stop doing that because Antoine is always very respectful to us. We know that he is a Michigan fan. We don't hold that against him though. We don't, because he's good people. So just squash whatever the conversation is in the chat in that regard, right? We he is he's a part of the IB family, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yes, but again, Sean, I think I may have misspoke earlier when we were talking about a couple of these games. 
So I will be at the All-American Bowl in San Antonio January 7th. I think I said December 7th before. My apologies. I was not there December 7th. <laughs> January 7th. Mm-hmm. And then the Under Armour All-American Bowl, which I believe Brian will be at for part of it, as well as John Garcia Jr. will be out there covering, helping us cover it as well. That one is in Orlando on January 3rd. So make sure to keep your eyes out for that. So, yes. All right. But that is the All-Star Circuit, Sean. We want to start to get into a little bit of 2024 talk here in a second. But that will conclude the All-Star Circuit of these podcasts. 